All right, we are back again with another episode of the Live Your Dreams podcast. I am your host, Joe Gowalas, alongside my fantastic co-host, Chris Victor. Chris, I have to say, Sundance Day 3, this has been such an exciting day of meeting filmmakers, entrepreneurs, people from around the world. Sundance 2024, what a place to get talent from all over the world together. Beyond my wildest dreams. He's having a great time. And talk about wildest dreams. We have on two inspiring individuals, Josie Scott, Corey Reader. Their film Smash or Pass is doing fantastic right now. Just premiered at Slamdance. I am excited to hear all about this. Thank you guys so much yeah, for coming on. Yeah, it's our pleasure. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for having us. Great. This is our first four-person podcast. It's actually our second. This is going to be exciting. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm going to get whiplash. Try to back up more. Talk to him. We get a massage later. Everybody, let's give a big apology to our man Tim back there because he's going to have a lot of fun doing this one. So, I'd have to say, how did this idea for Smasher Pass come about? So, I participate almost every year in this thing called the Easter Seals Disability Film Challenge. It's a film challenge uh, invented by Nick Novicki, who's a little person. He's a comedian and actor. He's been on Boardwalk Empire, uh, Louder Milk. He's done a ton of stuff. So this is the 11th year. He just announced that they're going to do it again this year. Uh, last year, we created this film for that, and it was supposed to be a uh, romantic comedy. And, uh, yeah, it's where you are given a genre and a few prompts, and you make a film in a week, although we did ours in three days. Yeah. From, from concept to uh, production to post-production to being uploaded and submitted to the, to the film festival, we did it in three days. Miraculous. Are you yeah. kidding me? So, so, Josie, you're the lead of this great production. How does it feel working like that? Three days. That's a big schedule. How fun was it? The energy. Obviously, you had to carry a lot of that, both of you together. I'm excited to hear about your experience as the actress in this. Yeah, I mean, the experience was nothing like I've ever done before. Corey has it down to a science. I always say this. He's got it down. He's been doing this for, what, nine years? Yeah. Right? So he was like, bada bing, bada boom. We had four locations that day. And we were, he was like, we're going to go here. And then we're going to go here. And we had all the actors coordinated. We had hair and makeup. Um, hair, makeup, sound, uh, camera op, uh, one utility guy. And uh, I think that was it. And then our actors. Yeah. I just felt really at ease the whole time, honestly. Like, I, I could completely focus on what I was doing on my character, and I really appreciated that about working with you. You can tell by the energy Corey has that if you're on a set of his, he can move it forward. No, really. I mean, you can sit there and say, you know what? If you're running something, you know it's going to move forward. You have a energy that attracts people to you. You can tell, and I'm sure your crew, your actors obviously have felt that. Uh, Corey, how did it feel for you? try to do that now again it's easy to make everybody else around you feel that energy yeah how does Corey feel when he's going through a three-day production um that's a great question uh no sleep yeah yeah there's no sleep so uh you know i wrote it too so a lot of the energy goes into the writing of it well i'm writing it in my mind i'm producing it so i'm seeing what all the logistics are so there's three dates that take place basically a, a pitch about what smasher pass is Smasher Pass is about app dating, like Fumble, Hinge, Raya, all those sorts of things. And Josie's character uh, has broken up with her ex-boyfriend, and she, she decides to download these apps and go on these dates. So there's three dates. So in my mind, I'm like, I need one restaurant location that can look like three locations. So I'm writing, but I'm producing, and I'm imagining what my actors are going to be. And sometimes that's before I even cast people. So there's a lot of chaos, but... Being somebody who works with people who have disabilities and, and for the last nine years has tried to promote them and platform them in front of and behind the camera, I also am one. I have ADHD. So this sort of chaos balances out 
for the better, you know? Um, and it's just, it's, it's a constant grind, but I will tell you this, when I am done, and I, I, we worked with this fantastic editor, Nathan Cox, who won an award for best editor in this thing. When we are done, I crashed. For a week, man, I am out. So yes, I am this, and I am going, and I am coaching, and I am having fun, and we are bringing it all together. And then when it's like cut, done, delivered, He's out. He's out. R.I.P. Basically. R.I.P. Love it. That is fantastic. I love the energy. It's fantastic. Now, as an actress, when you're working around all this energy, how do you feel when you're saying, "All right, I have to go from here to here to here, make this happen." Three days. This is a big thing. You're a lead, right? And you need all this energy around you. How do you go through your process to get from yourself to being in the character? That's a really great question. So I think Corey sent me the script like a two or three days before we started shooting. So I made sure to like really get into the minds of the character, go through the script. And I actually consulted a lot of my friends about their dating horror stories. Yeah, I am recently married, so I have never actually updated, but I have a lot of friends on my dance team who are doing that right now. And so I was like, please tell me your worst stories. And I use those to like feel the character. And you like some of those horror stories. Were they that bad? I'm interested in some of these. I, even being a woman, it's just like, there are people out there that like exist and like think you can say things like that. But then as a woman with a disability, it's one more level because people don't know what to say to you already. And then they're just like, it just comes out. Corey, this is a fantastic topic that you came up with. What went on again? I love the energy. Your mind's all over. I love it. How did it, you had to sit there and go like this? How do I focus? Make this script come to life. What inspired you to tell this story? Divorce. <laughs> One more, I, that, that, two, two years ago I got divorced and I'd never had to app date sure. and there's this whole thing where it's like alright my friends are trying to get me down the apps I took a little bit of time I, I, you know, I healed from the divorce and then I started downloading the apps and it was so strange and when I would go on these dates I would ask women sitting across from me I'm like I've never done this before what's it like and they would say like well I get someone sending me a picture of their dick every day and I'm like oh my god oh I had this one guy show up blackout drunk and, I, and these stole horror stories start coming to me. And so I'm taking all this in and going like, oh, well, thank God that's not me. And then the next thing, my brain switches over and I go like, this has got to be really miserable for a woman with a disability. So that those things start to happen. And the last puzzle piece that dropped in where I'm like, well, I have to write about this is I was talking to another friend of mine, young woman with a disability. She goes like, have you ever heard of devotees? And I'm like, what's a devotee? So... There's all sorts of different kinks out there. You know, we hear a foot fetishist. Some people like to be tied up, all these sorts of things. Well, a devotee is someone who has a kink on a particular disability. So when I heard about that, I'm like, oh, these are like the three components I need. Like the apps, a woman, and devotees. Sure. And we have one like mildly portrayed by my friend Andrew Simmons that's in this thing that like is desperate to get a ride in the wheelchair. And so we have all of these concepts that come together and along all of that, I got to put in the time, like, this has got to be funny. So there's got to be jokes. And so it's like, that's where the stories that Josie was just saying, her girlfriends provided us with some lines out of their life. And I just crammed those into the script and it made it funny as heck. I have a question. Yeah. How did you two meet? We met from this. So as I was getting ready to, to do the festival this year, I'm always looking for fresh young talent that need opportunities. And we were introduced through Nick Novicki, the founder, who introduced me to Joe, uh, Josie's manager. And then we had an initial meeting just to see what our vibes were. Because I feel like if you can't talk with your lead actor, yeah. if you can't build with them, 
because this I'm not the kind of director that's like, oh, do it my way. It's like I want to be able to take what she has and elevate it because then her talent is going to be elevating what I'm trying to do. And it's a stepladder. I know you guys talk about building dreams. It's literally we're trying to make the film better. We're trying to make it funnier. We're trying to service the community of people with disabilities. And it just keeps on going up. So that's that's how we met. No, no, I, I love it. Josie. Being an actress with a disability, how does it feel now being a lead in something at Slam Dance? A lot of people are going to see this film. It's going to make an impact. It's going to inspire a lot of young actors, actresses with disabilities to jump out there, get in the forefront and say, you know what? I can do this too. That's amazing that you're leading this charge in this to help a, a whole group of people. Yeah, I mean, I never imagined that I would be here. I Five years ago, I was paralyzed in a small plane crash. And so I didn't grow up with my disability. And I remember laying in my hospital bed and watching an episode of Friends on the hospital TV. And I was like, I don't recall ever seeing somebody in a wheelchair on a TV show that I watch. And I was like, thinking to myself, like, why is that? And so I eventually found some great examples like Ali Stroker and other people that have participated in TV, but there's not nearly enough. So I was, I made a promise to myself that I would try to pursue this for myself because it's what I'm passionate about, but also for all the people out there who want to do this. And so I feel really privileged to get to be here and to get to share this story um, because it's just an incredible step for people with disabilities in this industry. Oh, 100% is. I mean, premiering at Slam Dance. Yeah. what a festival. People from around the world gather there. You're also here now at Sundance. I mean, you are going to inspire so many people. Both of you together, it's really phenomenal. It's, it's amazing. Thank you so much. I mean, I love what she said about, you know, art imitates life, right? So in life, there are people in wheelchairs, people with disabilities. Why was that shown more in film and TV? Yeah, well, I mean, hold on to your, hold on to your butts. I'm going to drop some statistics on you guys really fast, and I'll do it as fast as, and as, as coherent as I can. 25% of the world's population has some form of disability. 2% of television, film, media is, has representation of people with disabilities. Less than 8% of that 2% is people with a visible disability. So a lot of times you'll see people on the autism spectrum, maybe they're deaf, maybe they're blind, but you can have them in certain ways and you can't tell that they have a disability. Sure. So all of these things are the calls to action to try and bring more of that inclusivity for exactly what Josie was talking about. She never saw somebody in a wheelchair. So the, the, these elements, this, this Easter Seals Disability Film Challenge, some of these platforms that larger networks and studios are starting to put forward are trying to elevate these things. I just had a meeting right before Christmas with Kevin Beggs from Lionsgate Entertainment. Sure. They are trying to bring more of this in, more of the inclusivity, more of the diversity of people with disabilities because they know that it's out there. It's a viable market. And here's the last thing I'll hit you guys with. If we are all lucky enough, we will become disabled because we're gonna get old. Sorry guys, it's gonna happen. We're gonna lose our eyesight, we're gonna lose our hearing, our backs are gonna start to hurt, our, our mobility is gonna go down. If we live long enough, we will all be disabled, every single human being. I'm ready to experience that. Yeah, man, so it's like, it's an unstoppable, unstoppable marginalized community. It does not care about your race, it does not care about your gender, your sexual orientation, your height, your weight, or anything. Everybody has the opportunity to become disabled at any moment, like she experienced in a plane crash. And so it's like, there needs to be more of this in the world, more acceptance of this and more exposure. So people who don't know about it, who aren't familiar with it, have the opportunity to learn about it. And what we do in our film is we do it in a fun way. It's not like a depressing, heartbreaking, 
sad sort of thing. It's like, no, we're punching up at disability. We're not making fun of her disability. We're making fun of the numbskulls that she has to date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you laugh at them and you have this empathy for like, this has got to be a pain in the ass for women, you know? And so uh, that's one of the things that I really like about the films that I make, that I can elevate people like Josie and not only her talent, but in the stories I can show people that it's okay to laugh at these things if you do them right. Sure, no, 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 that, that's the right. You do things in a classy way, you're actually telling a good point and you're not making fun of the situation. Now, Josie, as an actress, how does it feel when you have a director like this around you that is kind of making sure that your disability is at the forefront in a very positive way? Does it feel great working with a guy like Corey? Does it give you the freedom to operate? How do you feel your process is working with a director like this? Yeah, I mean, like I said, like I don't, I don't have to fight for anything, yeah. and that is rare yeah. for for any situation in my life. So that was, I feel really privileged, and honestly, I feel like Corey is like this, like talented genius mind, and I just showed up. Can you say that again, up. please? Just say that one more time. Corey is a talented genius mind. Ah, uh, <laughs> nearly a billion streams. Smile on Corey's face, ear to ear, right. No, but like, I feel like I just showed up and like said some lines, but then it's like, it was our collaboration that did that. And I think that speaks to, you know, the prep that I did. I showed up to set and I felt prepared and ready. And I was proud of that. I was proud of that work. No, no, absolutely. Now, as an actress, what's next on the horizon for yourself? I don't know. What can I share, Joe? <laughs> Oh, if there's secrets, you don't need to share. Okay, well, I will just say there is something that is hopefully coming within the next year or so that is going to be another big step for people with disabilities in films. So I'm really excited about that. That's fantastic. And Corey, yourself, there's got to be something in the horizon for you. I know it. I did not sit back on my laurels last year. I'm here at Sundance and Slamdance pitching two feature films. Both of them have disability leads. One is, you, you, we've all heard of like black comedies or dark comedies. I'm calling one a grimy comedy because it's so dark. They don't, when, when our characters are sarcastic with one another, they don't cut you off at the knees. They cut you off at the waist and watch you bleed to death. The other one is the exact opposite. It's a high school comedy, sort of like John Hughes, but it centers around a young girl with Down syndrome and her um, special ed class. So that's a lot of fun. And one more thing, I just finished writing my first book. Hey, congratulations. That's it's great. called Deconstructing the Boogeyman. I literally finished it before I came here and handed it to my editor. So when I get back from Slamdance and Sundance, I'll have fresh pages to be able to read, probably a lot of things to correct. But then after that, it's going to an agent and hopefully a publisher. So sometime soon I'll have a book and maybe that book will be IP and that'll be another movie. I don't know. We'll see. I'm cooking. I'm cooking over here. A TV series. That right yeah, that's that. I, from your lips to Steven Spielberg's ears. Hey, you two are both incredibly inspiring people. I'm telling you, how do we look the both of you up? Instagram, social media, because I know our viewers are going to learn more about both of you. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Josie Scott. Uh, you can find me at my website, www.coreyreader.com. That's R-E-E-D-E-R, and there is no E in Corey. <laughs> and then uh, I'm on Twitter. I am on Instagram under my company, which is Renaissance Man Productions. So that's at R-M-P-L-L-C. That is uh, my Instagram. I'm on Facebook, Corey Reader Pro. Um, it, you know what? You just go to my website. There's links. There's, There's links. There's links. Use the, me. Use the Google, people. It's out there. Yeah. Not too difficult nowadays. Now, finally, before we go, smash or pass. I know a lot of people are going to want to see this. Is there going to be any available links eventually to see this film out there on the internet live? Where can people see smash or pass? 
Um, so we are screening one other screening as part of the unstoppable block at slam dads down at, uh, Utah university. That's going to be this Monday, but by the time this podcast comes out, that'll be moot. <laughs> um, and, uh, yes, so it will be online. We are finishing our festival run and pretty soon you'll probably be able to go to my website and Josie's website, see the whole film. It'll be for free. And, uh, you know, it's, I, I just want to keep entertaining people. We want to keep on making movies. I want to work with Josie again. You know, and I want to get another opportunity to come back around and talk to you guys. You're no, awesome. no, you guys are really fantastic. I love both of your energy. This is great. We definitely want to have you guys on the show again. Let's, uh, you know, let's do it again sometime. When you guys yeah, yeah, yeah. come to New York and do it in our office. I would love it. Yeah. To New York City, we'll have a fun time, really. We'll all get together. We'll have a blast because I think yeah. this could be great. Anything we can do to help. Great. They're loving you, too. Yeah. <laughs> you have to take that one again, Joe. They're just, our movie just ended. They're cheering They're for cheering it. That's the end of our movie. Fast. That's yeah. it. Thank you again, That's everybody. The Lindsay Green Podcast. Streams. We'll see everybody soon. Thank you two so much for coming on. Thank you this guys. has been Thank fantastic. You. Thank you.